Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And now, ladies and gentlemen, this is Learn to Kick Fear with Love. Take action. Learn how internet marketers, real estate investors, and other entrepreneurs are overcoming their fears and making it happen and being successful. You know she's got the 411. It's time to kick those fears to the curb with love right now. Right now. Right now. What is going on, everybody? It's your girl again, Take Action Low, and welcome to another episode of the Take Action with Low show. I uh, have a very special guest, but of course, all my guests are special, uh, Mr. Jonathan Silk. But before I do a formal introduction, um, Jonathan and I met, I guess it's been about a year ago, He um, off air. He kind of corrected me because my time sometimes is off, but uh, uh, I believe back in, was it, you said August of 2018. Is that is that correct, Jonathan? Yep, August okay. 2018. And we met, um, well, Jonathan is a veteran. Uh, and I'll let him talk a little bit more about that, but we definitely have that in common. Uh, we're both veterans and had an opportunity to connect with him and be a part of an event, a panel uh, through WeWork uh, back in August. And it was it was wonderful. I had a great time, great experience, met some fantastic people. Uh, but Jonathan is the founder of Bridge3. Uh, Jonathan is an experienced organizational leader an organizational leadership coach and a member of the Forbes Coaches Council with a proven record of leading and developing organizations to perform at higher levels and improve their overall effectiveness. I'm going to stop there because it's so much more to share about Jonathan, but Jonathan, thank you so much again for taking the time and welcome. Uh, Thank you, Lo. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm really looking forward to this. Awesome. Well, I wanted you to share um, a little bit about yourself and also how Bridge Three came about. Okay. I um, well, thank you. Thank you for asking that. Um, so I was. A, I'm an Army veteran. Go Army. It's Army Navy. Go week, Army. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, so I'm an Army veteran and uh, I served. Uh, you know, did a career in the Army and served. I was both enlisted and as an officer. And uh, and on the enlisted side, I was a, a infantry soldier. Then went to officer candidate school. Um, as an officer, I was an armor officer, and I'll just get to like you know what what what, what Bridge Three is about. Um, so during my time in the military, I was just developed. I was very fortunate to have been developed by some great leaders. I also experienced some not so great leaders, but I really learned from these leaders and 
Um, they took a kind of a generational approach to leadership development, developing me to lead, um, be more effective leader myself, but also knowing that I would go on to lead others. And really, um, through me, uh, future generations of leaders would feel their influence. There's this concept of generational leadership. It's really powerful to me. Um, but that came to play like on Bridge Street. And Bridge Street is a real place in uh, southern Iraq in the, in the town of Al-Qut. And I was a, a cavalry scout platoon leader with a uh, second cavalry regiment. I was in a killer troop, third squadron, second, uh, you know, second cavalry regiment. And we were part of a larger operation in Al-Qut in April of 04. Uh, kind of like a, the context at that time was in the Western Iraq kind of, you know, the Marines were operating in Fallujah and in Southern Iraq, uh, there was a lot of things going on. So we, we moved from Baghdad down there. With part of a large operation, my platoon was uh, given the mission to seize bridge three. Um, and there was, you know, there's three big bridges that had to be taken. Our overall unit had to seize those three. Um, so in the operation, the first two bridges, uh, you know, were, were secured with no enemy resistance. And that, that, that's key because our uh, information had told us that there would be no enemy resistance on any of the bridges. And um, kind of conditions at the time were, you know, it was about uh, right after midnight, about 1230 in the morning. So we were moving along. Uh, and then as we came up on bridge three, you know, we had our, uh, we had our night vision goggles on. If you've never had night vision, go night vision goggles on, excuse me, it's uh, kind of a, kind of illuminates the, uh, the landscape at night. It's kind of this green haze. Um, so we're moving along and then there's a unit in front of me clearing the way up to bridge three and they, they encountered an enemy uh, force. Um, so they cleared that out. And then so at that point in time, we knew there was a, there was an enemy on bridge three in that area. Um, so we sent a, a, had an Apache gunship come on station and kind of asked him to go across the river. He looked around, see if there's any, any enemy over there, which I had a feeling there was, he came back um, and said he, he couldn't see anything. He had all the sensors, different sensors that could detect, uh, you know, movement in the, uh, in the woods and stuff. So, uh, with that said, we, we were, uh, we got ready to move across the bridge, moving across the bridge. We, um, in our formation, we came across the far side of the bridge. There was an abandoned Iraqi police station on that side. Um, supposedly abandoned. It wasn't abandoned. It actually had an enemy force, probably about 20 to 30, uh, insurgents in there. Wow. Also, Oh, this is where it kind of gets a little crazy. So we again, we had our night vision goggles on. There was these, there was uh, spotlights around the, the, the Iraqi police station. The they had turned the spotlights on the bridge because mm -hmm. the enemy um, they couldn't they didn't have our the technology to match to match ours, but they knew how to counter it. So as we came over, they engaged us. Um, they engaged us right away, and then they flipped on the lights. So kind of remember this as like you know if you've been to an electronic light show or something it's the amount of fire we started taking as we came in the traffic circle then the lights were flipped on so we're instantly if you've ever, if that's equivalent if you've ever had a flashlight shown in your shine in your face it blinds you so in those few uh and in, in those in that short amount of time they gained an advantage on us on us so in that fight um uh, it got pretty crazy uh, my driver, um, you know, my driver crashed. Wow. Our, 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 uh, and then um, from there on, we we started to. Uh, you know, I was I was kind of. Uh, I dismounted the truck um, to get into the fight. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I and I got uh, I got I got I got hit by enemy shrapnel. Hmm. Um, so during this first fight, this is probably within the first five minutes of the fight. Um, I recovered from that hit and then um, knew I had to get my platoon in a fight uh, as part of a larger operation. Our job was to secure this bridge. But I remember looking across the, the the traffic circle and seeing my other two trucks that were over there were like were smoking. I didn't see any sign of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of uh, my my crew was still good to go. So we started engaging in positions, and I moved over to find out uh, what happened to the other crews. Came across them though; uh, they're all behind a wall. <laughs> uh, thank God for that. Um, yes. My platoon sergeant was there already, so they're all behind the wall taking cover. I thought at that point I realized that nine of my soldiers had been wounded in that initial initial engagement, uh, but my medic was already working on them. However, you know, I still had about half my platoon that was good to go. So at that point in time, we got things going. Um, one of my soldiers brilliantly uh, basically said, hey, sir, hey, we're going to shoot out the lights. Because at that point in time, the lights were still on, and we didn't have our advantage. No longer. We couldn't use our, our night vision goggles. It was one of those things, of the, of the, you know. So he shot out the lights, and then at that point in time, we got our advantage back. We were able to use our nods again, and we started maneuvering on enemy positions. Ultimately, we're able to clear out and seize the bridge. Wow. We had some help from the Air Force come in um, with a Spectre gunship. Um, and it, anyway, we were able to succeed. And that is the that's the shorter version of the story of Bridge 3. Now... I went on to, uh, you know, as I said, I was wounded. I recovered from being wounded, went on to finish out my career um, in the Army. I both uh, I went, on, uh, went on to command a you know, unit in Korea, tank company in Korea, and then I had another company command at Fort Polk, Louisiana. So, um, then I went on to be, I was a faculty member at the West, uh, United States military at West Point. So kind of there I started thinking about, you know, I knew I would transition soon, and I both, I was, really fortunate. I had this great operational leadership experience. Plus mm-hmm. at West Point teaching was the academic side. So after I transitioned, I worked in the healthcare space for about two years. And the ideas, I started forming ideas around Bridge 3, reflecting on the Bridge 3 experience, you know, and how, what I could bring, how, how, what I could bring uh, from, from leadership in extreme situations like combat, how can we bring that to organizations and uh, enhance their leadership ability? Um, you know, how, how do we make leaders more effective? which in you know, the leadership itself is relationship-based. Um, and that's really one, one of the re- things I, under- I took away from my military experience. Leadership is relationship-based and there's emotional context there. Yes. Cohesion, higher, pro- uh, higher cohesive teams generally perform better um, than non- non-cohesive teams are more productive and engaged. And there was just a concept of my platoon and his other units and you know, other leaders in the army did this. And this is what I learned is that if you develop soldiers, humans to be their best, then scale that into a team and then scale across an organization under challenging circumstances, they're going to perform. Um, they're going to perform at their best. Um, and that's kind of the concept of Bridge 3. Is what I, we really focus on is improving the, the organizational and team dynamics in the organization, focus on the emotional component and bonding teams together so they're more productive, more engaged, and they learn faster, which, uh, it, you know, it helps them innovate and uh be more competitive and that ties down to uh, you know financial results that, for an organization that is fantastic and such a powerful story i don't think i have 
heard all of that, you know, that you shared, even, you know, with us uh, meeting and talking, I, I, that's my first time hearing all of that. So I see how from that experience, you were destined to bridge right into creating bridge three. And I'm, I'm on your site here and your motto is lead, inspire and transform. And you're taking that directly from your experience. Now let's, let's talk a little bit more about bridge three and what clients are you, are you working with? Is it more so for organizations and, and groups that are uh, in the military or uh, out of the military or both? Um, I do most of my work with uh, like corporate clients. Okay. I'm usually focused on like a department um, or a team that is having engagement or productivity problems. Maybe they're having a leadership issue. The leader uh, isn't, isn't as effective as he or she could be. That's kind of where my focus is. I also do work with uh, nonprofits. Um, we do stuff around team dynamics and like team problem solving. Uh, for a team to learn and adapt and perform, there has to be a dynamic there. Um, basically, to be a member of a team, if a team is going to be highly effective, perform, it has to be viable. People have to feel like the people have to want to belong and want to contribute. That sure. starts with a, somebody feeling safe to speak up. They feel like they can contribute at any point in time, even though their idea might not be accepted, then that leads to collaboration, which leads to experimentation, which leads to learning, um, innovation, adaptation, and getting better financial results. Awesome. So do you have um, different programs or the different type of programs or workshops that you have? And if, if you do, can you can you share a little bit, um, maybe a, a few of your most popular programs that you have? Uh, in working with organizations? Yes, we have several, um, and these are programs. So I generally, when we work with clients, we listen, uh, we'll ask about what 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 are the like the symptoms of the problem. If I were an organizational behavior surgeon, I would listen to what's going on, and then I would explore and help you figure out, you know, define, you know, look at the symptoms and try to figure out what the problem is. That okay. said, some of the tools we use, the programs we use, uh, we use Legos. We do, a, I use a methodology called Lego Serious Play, okay. and it brings play back in the organization. So nice. um, if you think about children, when you see children playing, they're very uh, they're resilient. They build things, they fall down, they build them again. They love to play, but that's experimentation and collaboration. That's learning. And, and playing is collaborative. So we kind of bring those in to help the, improve the team dynamic. They're, they're learning, they're having fun, and they don't yeah. really realize in the background that they are working on emotional intelligence collaboration, experimentation, and learning. So it's like serious play. So we use Legos. Um, we also do a lot of, we use storytelling um, really to help build trust as well on um, storytelling workshops. And we also do, you know, general like emotional intelligence type uh, training for teams, developing individual team members, emotional intelligence, and also, you know, then how do you spread that across the team? Um, those are, and then, we use, uh, also use design thinking, which is human-centered design to help uh, teams, one, bond together, but also learn and uh, uh, perform, uh, be, be more higher, higher performing and more effective. Sure. That's awesome. And all of that is needed. Uh, and everything that you're talking about is necessary uh, for having uh, an effective team that you can work with and grow your business. Um, me being self-employed for the last 13 years, it's critical. And, and I've had to learn over time that even with my military training, um, 
you know, in, in other, you know, education, you have to have that additional uh, expertise, especially if you're not, if that's not your strong point, this is your strong point as far as having those leadership skills. Now I do want to ask you, and this is something I ask all my guests, um, as you were building and creating bridge three <clears throat> in those times when it wasn't, uh, doing well, or it's, it, it wasn't where it is now and you had those challenges, what were some of the things that you did, um, when it, it, you know, it just didn't look, or you had, you know, tough days, what are some of the things you did to stay motivated and to stay focused on your goals? Uh, I'm going to, okay. That's a great question. Cause you know, you know, kind of somebody you, I'm, you know, uh, leading the entrepreneurial life and it's all about learning and adapting and realizing yeah. when you, um, so I launched bridge three and I thought I had this great product coming out of West point, you know, in a leadership background working in healthcare, I thought, Hey, I'll offer a leadership course. Yep. And I actually had a university, a Pepperdine University, you know, kind of back it. And I thought this would be the greatest thing ever and launched it and no one came. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was not a good sign. And, know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. People looked at it, they liked it, but this, there was no one buying off it. You know, the price tag, there was a lot of reasons for it. I immediately, I so kind of how I developed, I'm an aggressive learner. So I immediately looked at what I had and how could I, um, kind of like, you know, take look, looking for the positive in this negative. How could I learn from the experience? And I, I was looking at ways and I started doing a little more market research and, and then was able to iterate quickly off that. I was offered a certificate program. That's where I iterated into this workshop model. Okay, I won't offer the whole certificate program at once, but I will offer these in, you know, bits and chunks as workshops. That that was like kind of a turning point that started, uh, you know, I started getting business that way. So I guess there's some is like looking at really looking at the positive for the positive in this negative moment, not just totally focused on the negative because that that's not really healthy and that's not productive. Right. So it's just the ability to learn and how do you turn this, you know, use the phrase, how do you make uh, lemonade out of lemons? That's, <laughs> <laughs> so that, I did that yeah. and then I continued to learn and, that, and it led to my offering where I am now. So two things that I want you guys to hear what he just said out of this. He continued to learn and grow and he made changes and adjustments. So take those things right there, pull that out. And for those of you that's listening to this and you just, you know, things have been crazy and you think things are not going to work out and you quit, just change it up a little bit. Right, Jonathan? Sometimes that's all you need to do. Just continue to learn and just make adjustments. Exactly. You know, you have a great idea, but you might have to be refined a little to meet what the market needs. And if you just keep trying to force that one idea without changing it, you're going to, uh, it, you're not going to have, you know, you're probably not going to have the results you, you're expecting. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. How can people reach out to you and get more information about you in Bridge 3? Um, the best way is visit our, uh, visit our website, bridge3.com. Uh, has our contact info mission there. We are also on Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn as well. So awesome. um, and feel, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn as well. And then um, I try to, you know, produce, you know, put us push, push a lot of valuable content people can just use right away um, on, through our social media and, and right off our platforms. Absolutely. And again, that's bridge three, the number three.com, correct? Yeah. Bridge three.com. Yep. Awesome. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Everybody, as always, now it's time to go out and take action. Until the next, next episode, take care. 
confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.